Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Can't Trust Anyone, a true crime podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Saley. I'm Darian. Girl, are you still hanging in there? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm I'm sick. I'm under the weather, so again, (laughs) again, um, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So we uh, hopefully there won't be any, you know, coughing up a lung, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. I'm struggling, but it's okay. You know, I'm a trooper. Yes. Pushing through. Pushing through. Pushing through. All right. So I'm going to get us started with uh, the question of the day. Okay. So uh, going back (laughs) to your school days, have you ever been caught cheating on a test? (laughs) I knew you were going to say it. Ooh. I have been caught cheating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick story time. What happened? In high school, um, me and my friend were cheating off of our phone um, mm. during a freaking, uh, it was a math test and we had took pictures from <laughs> our friends, like from the class before mm-hmm. because our teacher didn't switch the test. She gave everybody the same test. So we were oh literally God. like copying everything, got caught, got a zero, she called um our parents. I gave her a fake phone number, so she called like a random person for me. <laughs> and then um we uh it was right before break. So when we got back from break, she was nice to us and she was like, Okay, everybody can restart. So I bitch, ooh. Um, I didn't know why all of that had happened in the first place because she took away the zero and I passed the class. That was oh. so chaotic, you all. I was gonna say that was all over the place just for what? <laughs> for you to still pass? Like <laughs> how does that make sense? Um so yeah, that, that was tenth grade. Tenth grade. So I would say mine, let me see. I think I was a junior, a junior in high school. So this is actually really funny because this this one time I was like straight out, flat out cheating. Like, just straight out cheating. And I didn't get caught. So, the time that that happened was, it was a math test. Also, something about the math classes. Um, I actually, like, wrote myself, like, a little cheat sheet. Like, it was, like, you know, the formulas, like, that kind of stuff. And that day that we were taking the quiz or the test, I, like, snuck the cheat sheet out of my pocket. And I had it underneath my test. So, I kept sliding it out every few seconds to look at it and get my test. Every single time we took a test, the teacher would always have us walk to the front and put the tests on his desk. For whatever reason, this day, he was like, I'm going to walk up and down the aisles and collect your tests. Mm. When I tell you that I was sweating buckets, (laughs) I was like, Lord Jesus, please like take me right now. And as he was walking up, I'm like, I literally have this cheat sheet under my test right now. Like, he's about to grab it and find my sheet. So, I don't know how I was able to do this maneuver so quick. But when I tell you that in the same split second, I handed him my test and also slid that cheat sheet off my desk so quick and tucked it under my thigh. Girl, he never saw it. He never saw it. Now, fast forward, like, two weeks later, we were taking another test. And I got, like, picked out for cheating because... 
I was talking to my classmate during the test. Turns out I actually wasn't even cheating. He was literally just asking me, like, I don't know. I think he was asking something like, is it timed or do we have the whole class? Like, he wasn't asking anything regarding an answer. And we got in trouble and we had to, like, you know, basically leave the class and we had to come back during our lunch, both of us, and retake the test. (laughs) I wasn't even cheating that time. (laughs) See, the uh, PSA, um, do not cheat. Um, yes, we are cheat. horrible examples. Um, oh, and I do also apologize for my profanity, you all. Um, I, <laughs> I will refrain from um, that. It just got me real um, rowdy because um, it just brought back those memories of why did my teacher put us through that stress to then give everybody an A basically when we got back from break. But um, anyway, so yes, um, with with me and Saley, do not follow in our footsteps. Yes, um, please don't. We are, you know, you should not cheat. You should study hard. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? These kids got AI and all this stuff. You know what? I take what I said back. <laughs> Girl, please make up your mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that that is not fair that these kids can just type in that phone and bring up a whole essay and have them solve math problems, these crazy equations, just by typing it in on that Snapchat. Oh my gosh, I sound like a millennial. I was going to say, girl, you are really aging yourself right now. Girl, I'm, I'm Gen Z, y'all. I'm, I'm not a millennial. Please don't call me a millennial, please. I will say, like, I, the only thing I really had around the time I was in high school was Quizlet. <gasps> Did that just like unlock a memory for you? <laughs> Quizlet held it down. Quizlet, for me. girl, that's all we had. And Quizlet could be very <laughs> annoying sometimes because, like, sometimes you could find your entire like test or homework assignment on there, and other times you would have to dig through people's flashcards from like the eighteen hundreds trying to find oh your God. answers. <laughs> like, so it was very much a hit or a miss. But the kids do have it a lot easier these days. See. I, I, there should be no reason why any kids are failing. There, literally no reason. You have so many resources. Period. Let me shut up. I sound just like you now. <laughs> we we are not millennials. We are Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. All right, girl. So, listen. I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning on this case. <laughs> Buckle in. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but um, all I'm going to say is if somebody were to ask me, what is your biggest, like, true fear, nightmare come to life, it would be this case. <sighs> this is literally, I'm trying to laugh so I don't cry. Um, this is literally my worst nightmare <laughs> come true. <laughs> okay, so what you're telling me is that I need to log off. <laughs> Um, I lost sleep after researching this case. Sally, why would you tell me that? And I'm over here laying down in the dark. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, that's why I'm giving you a warning. Go ahead, turn those lights on, girl. Turn them on bright. But you know, but you know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay where I'm at because that that electric bill was real high. Okay, so mm, we, we yeah. might have to just light a candle, maybe. Yeah, girl, just be scared. <laughs> and not only. <laughs> Is this case so terrifying? This is also a survivor story. Oh my god. Okay, okay. So this story is actually told in the words of the victim herself. Stop. Okay. 
Okay, are you ready? Take take one last breath. Um, buckle in. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Okay. So this is the case of Ellen Halbert. Have you heard that name before? Why does it sound familiar? She did, if I'm not mistaken, um, one of those like true crime shows. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's called I Survived. <gasps> something along those lines. But she did have an episode on that. So maybe, maybe. It is kind of like an older show. And her episode is older too itself. I don't know if you maybe have heard of it or her mm-hmm. episode maybe. Um, that's not how I actually found out about the case though. I first, I think I first saw this like on like a Reddit thread or something. Um, and I just saw like a little snippet. I'm like, oh my God, like I have to read this. This is terrifying. <laughs> oh I was God. like, why not scare myself half to death? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. pastime. <laughs> so okay (laughs) reel it in you see i'm trying to keep it light from the jump because this is about to get real dark real quick Mm. (sighs) okay so (laughs) our case takes place in austin texas um this is the story of ellen halbert as i said she was a mother and wife and at the time she was living in the hills of austin which was known to be a very affluent and safe beautiful suburban style homes so our story takes place in september 1986 and as i mentioned this story was told in the words of ellen so i'm gonna try to kind of tell it from her point of view in a way okay so ellen basically said she remembers this day clearly uh this day in september it was supposed to be a busy day She had a few things to take care of that day, that kind of thing. Um, She gets up that morning and she's alone in the house. Her son is already in school and her husband has gone out for the morning to go golfing. So she was home alone, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary. She starts her day by reading the paper, having her morning coffee. She gets up and decides to start her day, heads upstairs to take a shower. In her words, this day, she took an extra long shower because it was hair wash day. Y'all know how that is. I was going to say, you already know, girl. You already know. I'm literally over here trying to plan out when do I want to wash my hair this week? Mm Because it takes me a couple hours. (laughs) A couple hours. Yes. A whole ordeal. So she, you know, takes her shower. She hops out, wraps herself up in a towel and decides to head to her closet. So I'm going to kind of like visualize like a layout for you, which this is probably why this case was so terrifying to me because her layout is identical to the layout that we have in our house. <gasps> I know. Ooh! Stop. I'm already, okay. I'm already getting the chill. So basically her master bedroom, you know, it's her master, her master bedroom leads into the master bathroom and mm the master closet is inside the master bathroom okay does that kind of draw a picture for you yeah so she basically like is in her bathroom she gets out wraps herself up in a towel goes to head to the closet which is like right there you know in the bathroom 
and then which is like to the left and then to the right would have been the entrance exit out to the master bedroom Mm -hmm. so she's wrapping herself up heading to her closet as she's walking she stops because she kind of it looks like she sees something out of the corner of her eye Mm. she turns around and she sees the silhouette of a tall thin man standing in her bathroom all right thank y'all for listening um that's it y'all have a good night i really really wish the story ended here I really wish it did. She describes that he's standing there in a head-to-toe ninja suit, just staring at her. Girl, if you don't... He is only a few feet from her, and she describes being completely frozen in fear. And at that, this is when she notices that his right arm is up in the air, and he's holding a meat cleaver. <gasps> what? Can, pause. Can you just imagine? <clears throat> okay, so Can let's you... see. Um, I think I would just I would just accept that I would be meeting the pearly gates. Honestly, that's it. Honestly. I would say, hey, it was fu- it was fun, but um, this is. This yep. is it. This is it. I, if honestly, if he doesn't kill me, I will die of fright. Yes. I telling you, like, I cannot imagine just going about my day, getting out of the shower, and a stranger standing right there in my bathroom. <sighs> so she, the way she describes this, like, it's oh, something about survivor stories is so scary to me because actually, like, hearing what they were feeling what they were thinking because it's different if like a friend is telling the story of like your crime you know but actually hearing it from her is so scary like you she's telling you exactly what she was feeling and Mm -hmm. thinking that moment so she explains that at first she's trying to process like what she's seeing and she actually thinks it's some kind of a sick joke a friend or a family is playing on her girl and she starts to laugh uncontrollably. Um, I mean, I guess that would maybe be an idea if it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. But okay, this is like a, you said September. Yeah, September. Um, girl, and if it was a joke, um, you need to get some different friends or something. Cause Honestly, I mean, I don't, but it's one of those things, like, I think... In a situation like that, when you're just full on panic, your brain kind of tries to protect, you know, itself, protect you. Right. So she starts to kind of rationalize, I think. Um, But yeah, that's what she says. She says that she actually like just started laughing uncontrollably. And she actually knew in the back of her mind, like, this isn't a joke. This is real life. Right. So then she starts to think that she's hallucinating. And she was like, he's not real. Like, I'm literally just seeing stuff like he's not real Mm, uh okay how how long was this of them just like staring at each other from what she described that whole ordeal was probably like one to two minutes it was that is a long long, that one it is is. i was gonna say 
technically one to two minutes is not long but in a situation like that I can imagine that that felt like one to two days yes like we're staring at each other I'm I might be hallucinating but I also in the back of my mind I know that this is real Mm -hmm. but I'm still trying to process everything and my brain hasn't like processed like fight or flight yeah um okay terrifying terrifying so in that moment you know she's still trying to process like what do I do what do I think you know she's frozen and immediately this guy yells at her get (gasps) on the floor (gasps) and it like gets her to snap out of it and in this point kind of like what you were saying her flight or fight kicked in and she actually started to fight back oh I was like that's bold so let me kind of like paint this out. So like she does get on the floor initially because she's kind of scared, but she starts fighting back, like trying to stand back up again. So he still has the meat cleaver in his right hand and he's holding her down with his left hand and they kind of start wrestling because he's trying to pin her down, but she's fighting like she's fighting hard. And they kind of wrestle themselves out from the bathroom into the master bedroom. Oh, my God. So at this point, he pulls back his left hand and he backhands her (gasps) across the face. And, you know, she gets knocked down. And she describes just jumping right up and fighting back once again. She's like, I didn't even register like the pain, nothing like I just I knew I had to fight. So he takes his hand back again and backs hands and backhands her again and knocked her to the floor. Like this time she was on the floor. Oh my gosh. So at this point in her words, in her head, she says, I'm not going to stay on the floor. If I stay on the floor, like I can't protect myself. Mm-hmm. So she gets back up and starts kind of like, walking herself towards the edge of the bed so I don't know like I can't completely visualize this part of it I don't I just can't really understand like the the description that she gives but maybe like he didn't see her but she kind of goes to like hide on the other side of the bed is how I'm thinking is what she's saying Mm -hmm. so you know keep in mind like she's completely nude right I'm about to say she's okay you know so like this is just like a very vulnerable stage she's in right now so she actually kind of like hides like on the bed in a way like I'm not sure how the setup was where maybe he couldn't see her from where Uh he was like right in the distance between the bedroom and the bathroom so she like tucks herself into a ball on the bed so she can kind of like hide oh um But I guess he sees her. I guess, you know, she didn't do too well. So, and on top of that, her feet were kind of, like, hanging off the edge Mm. of the bed. So he was able to, like, you know, see her. I I don't know if maybe he initially thought she ran out of the room. She's hiding in the closet. Like, he still saw her. So at this point, he takes the meat cleaver and slices across her feet. (gasps) And then... He leans in and says, 
I just want you to know that my knives are a lot sharper than your knives. <sighs> Let's unpack this real quick. How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel like I need to watch SpongeBob um, mm-hmm. after this. I need to watch the Golden Girls. Um, you know, just something light, you know, yes. and funny. Um, I can, with these situations, okay, I, my brain cannot access that feeling. Like, what, what is going through the minds of these survivors? I can't even halfway think about what was going through her mind. Oh, my God. I... I cannot, like, I'm right there with you. I cannot begin to imagine that, like, just pure primal fear that she must have been feeling. And it's like, that is so scary. She's naked, one. And then, two, it's like, it's you. It's like, I I am in charge of my life right now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, I don't have a gun. I don't have, like, my husband who's about to walk through the door and can come up here and you know it's it's me and this random person I don't know how they got into my house I don't know what's going on I'm still like I can't even think about where her brain was at I that's why like kind of like how I was saying in the beginning how she was like I'm not seeing this this is not real or it's like somebody playing a joke on me like, the way that her brain just instantly flipped onto, like, we got to protect ourselves right now. Like, we got to just not really come in touch with reality. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, that is so scary. We're like, and, you know, even her fight or flight where she just instantly was like, I got to fight back. It seems like she wasn't really thinking about it. She's like, it's just what I have to do. Like, she wasn't really thinking because how can you think in that moment? There's no way you can, like, just think properly. That is so scary. And this is 96, like... 86. Girl, 86. Okay, my bad. Um, (laughs) Wow, we are even pushed... We're pushed even further back in time. Okay, so 86, okay. Yeah. There's no... Wow, I mean, that's just, like, bottom of the barrel when it comes to trying to, um, like, contact somebody or... Um, I don't know, like alarm systems and you know right. all of that. That is just not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Where was all that stuff like there in the eighties? That's why I was like, "Hang tight, girl. Stall for me. Let me look this up." <laughs> for real, like, girl, the eighties. I know they didn't have nothing to do except stare at the wall. Because there was no Wi-Fi, there was no Twitter, Instagram. Let me stop. No, but like, on a serious note, okay, I'm not coming for anybody in the 80s, okay? Like, I love the (laughs) 80s, okay? But as far as like intruders, like, okay, like protection and all that stuff, like, I'm pretty sure back in the day, people were leaving their doors unlocked. Yeah, that's too, you know that's why I've kind of tried to paint the picture initially how she said um, the place that they lived at in the hills of Austin, it was known to be very affluent and safe. Right. Emphasis on the safe, you know. 
so that's what it probably was like that was I'm pretty in my family like I remember um my aunts like they like hey we leave the doors open like that was just the environment especially the environment that she was in I can imagine she leaves her door open the garage open whatever and she doesn't think about oh you know intruders could come into this part you know where I'm at that Mm -hmm. was you know I'm definitely pointing no fingers at her because the 80s was a completely different time and you know I would most likely be in the same mindset like okay I live in a super nice part of town the last thing on my mind is somebody breaking into my house yeah no like that's literally that's why I'm like you just (laughs) I would not think that so I'm so I don't know how accurate this is but I'm saying that the first modern home security system was created in 1966. So if that's true, then alarm systems were a thing. But did they have one? We don't know. You know? Mm. Um, So I don't know. Okay. So at this point, he cut her feet, you know, I guess to maybe make it harder for her to get away. She is still like practically on the bed. So he grabs her and she describes being paralyzed with fear mm-hmm. at this point. Paralyzed. He throws her flat on the bed with her back on the bed. And he ties her hands behind her back and tapes her ankles together. Okay. So at this point, he's yelling at her to keep her head down. He says, don't raise your eyes to me or move until I tell you. Because he then takes off the mask he was wearing and ties it around her face so she can't see anything. Oh, my God. And then, this is so freaking messed up. He leans in and says, you know what? It's a shame you can't see me because I'm half black and half white and I'm a very, very handsome man. Like what? What are you talking about? The like what? What? Um. Okay, I don't. I don't have a response for that. My response is actually going to be. Um. It's gonna. I'm not gonna say it. How about it? (laughs) Like, I don't know if this is the right terminology, but like that. god complex yep yep is that right okay so i'm thinking it's kind of that thing like why what like in this position that you have her in right now scared for her life you already like physically attacked her a few times and now you're talking about it's a shame you can't see me because i'm very handsome like are you kidding me it's giving kanye west oh my god (laughs) (laughs) let me stop not Kanye (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm joking y'all don't come for me but it's like no like it's that no that's exactly what I'm saying like it's just like something's wrong in his head that is so crazy Mm -hmm. oh my god and okay okay Uh, okay keep going keep going okay so at this point she's laying on the bed you know, she's blindfolded. So her senses become a little heightened. Mm. And she starts to focus a lot, you know, on her hearing. Because that's really all she has right now. Mm. 
So she hears him pacing around the room back and forth, like rapidly pacing. Um, She describes it. It's like he's freaking out or something. And then he starts firing off a lot of questions back to back, such as how much money you got. You got money in the bank. You've got a nice big house. Like he just seems overly frantic. Mm -hmm. So at this point, she's telling him everything he wants to hear even offering to drive him to the bank. What? (sighs) Let's go to Wells Fargo, baby. See, I want to say at first, I'm like, that's crazy, but I can understand why, how, I guess in a situation like that, you just kind of want to bargain because your life is literally on the line. Exactly. I can't. Okay. I I mean, it, what are you doing this? What what are we doing this for? Okay, you you break into my house, mm-hmm. you attack me, you, I'm 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 like a, I'm like a rotisserie chicken, okay? Like I'm 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 strapped up, I can't go anywhere, like you, and now you're you're asking me all these questions. What is the motive? Does does he just want money? Does he want to like? take advantage of her right and, and and then kill her so that there's no evidence and people, what what is the whole idea of you coming up into the house like a crazy person sitting and waiting for her and then doing all of this like I feel like that's what's even more scary is like the not knowing the not knowing I mean like, so I mean she explains that in her mind she was trying to kind of comply with what he was saying, what he was asking, because to her, it seemed like he was a very loose cannon mm-hmm. and she wanted to keep him calm because it seemed like things can go violent quickly. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I, I guess I can understand that. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I've, never been in a situation like that pray to god i never am but you know it's like i get it when you're in a situation like that you probably try to do i mean i see shows tvs all the time where like people get kidnapped or you know whatever and they try to like empathize with their attacker like basically try to become buddy buddy with them in a way yeah but have them let their guard down enough for you to get away Mm. so maybe that's kind of where she was coming from I'm frustrated. I'm very frustrated. Yeah. And I'm very upset. Want me to keep going? (laughs) Yep. 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 So again, he's still pacing. He's, you know, just keeps saying the same stuff over and over. And he just keeps saying, you're going to have a bad, bad accident, lady. What? He then starts just spilling out a lot of details about himself. Okay. So... As if I haven't thrown you for a loop, buckle in for this next part. Okay. He explains that he's a drifter out on the road. He's He has been for about two months, you know, practically homeless. And the way that he knows this family and their routine is because he's been living in their attic for the last <gasps> two days. Silly. Oh! I almost threw up. <laughs> I literally almost like had a stroke. Um, okay, so he he has been in the attic. 
he, I don't know, I don't think he ever explained how he got up there, but at some point he snuck in the house and he's been living in their attic for the last two days. Girl, if you don't get out of here, Mm-mm. how Mm-mm. did this man get into the attic and stay up there? Nobody heard no noise up there. And in it okay. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay. Gather yourself. Let me gather myself. Okay, so let me put on my okay. The eighties. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess like Okay, the only the, uh, and if I'm ignorant, please, please tell me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to learn. I don't want to be. Ig- but the '80s, the '80s gives me like people were just so naive. Yes, like in general, like that was the at least for this country. Um, I think that there was we were too friendly. We were too open as a society I mean that was right after 70s so like super you know you know air quotes like hippie like mm-hmm. hey just vibe baby hey and, <laughs> hey and you know and it's like you know especially that environment you know you don't think about any of the air quotes bad stuff happening to you so you're very carefree yeah. you're very you know you don't double check things you don't you know look twice at things everything is up in the air and so I'm like geez like what what was going on for y'all to miss a whole grown man come into your make way into your attic and then stay there for two days and now okay I know somebody feels me out there okay y'all know what I'm talking about how there was a different vibe and a different energy in the 80s than it was today yeah. Okay. So I don't say, oh, everybody in the eighties was naive and and you know unable to point out danger and, and pick up signs and clues and stuff. It's not that. It's just I can imagine the environment that she was specifically in and there was no reason to uh make sure that your doors were locked and Mm-hmm. you know all that stuff so it's like man living that's in the attic for I hope no. that made sense like did 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 what no, I say no, make it, sense? Made, it completely made sense now okay. I will say like okay <clears throat> it could this is so I'm going to speak on my theory and like something else kind of relating to what you said real quick so I will say I my theory is that at some point the whole family was out of the house Mm. he was a drifter so he happened to you know be out on the road so something tells me that he was familiar with potentially breaking into people's houses right and i think he just and for his perspective he got lucky he landed a house that could potentially have easy access nobody was home and he literally was like this is the house like i'm gonna hide up here until he can carry out his plan whatever he was thinking at that time um now, have you ever heard of the show Frogger? Girl, Frogger? It's either Frogger or Frogging. One of those two. I, I so, know Leap Frog. <laughs> so basic, okay, I think it's Frogging, if I'm not mistaken. But that is like a legitimate term. 
and it okay. means when you live in someone's house without them knowing about it. Oh my god. Which is terrifying. That is literally my nightmare come true. So these this show is done like it's you know just like a typical true crime basically people telling the stories of what happened to them. And it is so scary because there are so many people that have stories out there of having somebody live in their house for months without even knowing. And then eventually something happened and, you know, everything was found out. So that's why I'm like, this guy was in there for two days. And if he was just in the attic being quiet, hiding up there, I do believe it is 100% realistic that the family could have gone on about their days without even noticing. And that is terrifying. I think that's so crazy. Thinking about that is literally making me break out in hives. (sighs) So... And that we mm-hmm. we got to put cameras we got to put cameras in the attic now yeah i'm literally about to go tell my husband <laughs> go up there and check it out <laughs> i am sending him up to sacrifice himself <laughs> go check That's it out crazy oh my god i Ugh. just man I, I can't even like imagine that no so uh, of course, you can imagine she is terrified. So she begins to beg him to leave her alone and tells him, just take whatever you want. Mm. So this is where everything starts going a little downhill. I'm going to give trigger warnings for rape and just, you know, brutal attack. Mm. Um, he then tells her he's going to rape her. He he literally tells her. He uses the meat cleaver to rip the tapes the tapes on her ankles she immediately tries to stand up he pushes her back down and starts yelling at her she again uses her legs to push herself back up and at this point he pushes her down and pins her down and this is when he raped her and the whole time he was doing it he just kept telling her over and over how much he's enjoying it this is literally in her own words. Mm. So he finishes with her. He ties her back up. Her hands are still tied behind her back. He ties up her ankles again. And then he goes to take a shower. <sighs> so while he's in the shower, you know, she's still laying on the bed. She starts to think, what can I do to get out of here? The way she's tied, she can't walk. And, you mm-hmm. know, on top of, like, the injury she has on her foot as well. Mm-hmm. So she's thinking, maybe I can hop and, like, you know, hop my way downstairs. But she thinks, like, I don't know how long he's going to be in the bathroom. If I do that and he catches me, like, in the middle of the hallway, like, he's for sure going to kill me. So at this point, she's just trying to think of things like, what can I do to stay alive? So she decides to stay right there in the bed. Okay. So he comes out of the shower, puts on his black suit, cuts the tape off her hands, takes the mask off her face, but he tells her, keep your head down. So she can only really, you know, just imagine if you're sitting, your head is down. You can only really see like, maybe like your feet kind of thing. If your head Mm -hmm. is down. So he like stretches out his hand and he's holding a check, a check that he took from her checkbook and he made it out to himself. 
and he told her to sign it and make it out to him. This check is only for $600. Oh, God. $600. Oh, wait, okay, 80s. That's a lot of money. I was going to say, wait, hold on. Stall yeah. again. Let me, let me see. <laughs> Let's see. I wonder how much it was back then. This was in 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 1986, this would have been about... This would pull up. Okay, so it would equal to today about seventeen hundred dollars. Hmm. Okay, so so one month's rent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All this for six hundred dollars. So what's even weirder is that when he tells her sign it, make it out to him, he tells her his full name. Oh. He says his name is Troy Eugene Wigley. Oh. This is, in her words, this is the moment that her heart drops because she realizes he just told her his full name. Uh huh. So he's probably going to kill her. <gasps> right. How could he tell her the full name? Be like, all right, thanks. And then leave, you know? Oh my God. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, I when I remember like reading this, I didn't think about that either until it came to that point where she said that. I'm like, oh my god! Just imagine that moment where, like, as she describes, like her stomach dropped, and in that very moment, she's like, oh my god, like he's gonna kill me! Oh my god! Nightmare. What? Oh, Nightmare. Okay. Did I mean like did she did she sign it? Or she did. Was, oh my gosh, she signed it. She signed it. I mean, again, I think she's trying to think, like, what can I do to maybe stay alive at least as much as I can? So she signs the check. He he untied her very quickly just so she could sign it, and then he quickly tied her back up. So at this point, he helps her stand up, and he tells her, go to the bathroom. You know, she hops her way over there, and he shoves her down on the bathroom floor. At this point, she describes being in, like, somewhat of a fetal position. Her face is on the floor. Like, Mm -hmm. the side of, like, her cheek is touching the floor. And she's trying to figure out, like, what is he going to do? Like, what's next? And all of a sudden, she feels a blow to the side of her head. Oh, my God. And that is followed by a really sharp pain. And she, but it's not in her head. That's when she realizes that he took a knife that I guess he had and he started stabbing her breasts. Failey. Somehow she is able to get herself like she is able to like kind of sit herself up. I think she's like trying to scoot away from him. And she kind of, like, sits up, and then he hits her again on the side of the head. Really big blow, and it knocks her back down. Oh, my God. It was... Oh, my God. Like, I... I just can't, like... Okay, so let's just take a quick moment of silence. Like, I just... I cannot... I cannot imagine. And what she was fully conscious throughout this whole thing. 
Like she she never like lost consciousness. No, not yet. She's fully aware. So so aware that when he knocks her down the second time, that's when she kind of looks up to see. And remember I said she's felt like two blows to the side of her head. Uh-huh. She sees a hammer in his hand. Oh my god. That's what he was hitting her with. So after she tried to kind of like sit up a little bit, that's when he knocked her down again. That's when she saw the hammer. And then he takes the knife again, spins her around, and stabs her twice in the back of the neck. She's feeling all of this. She's feeling and seeing everything. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to gather myself. I'm just like, this woman is like, I, I I'm 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 so beyond happy that she lived. Mm-hmm. I'm just like surprised that she didn't die. Like that's I'm I'm literally shocked that that didn't take her out. Girl, the back of the neck. If you're not shocked by this, you're about to be shocked. So she's like kind of on the ground, like stomach to the ground so then i think this is the point when he decides like i'm gonna kill her once and for all so he uses the knife and starts stabbing her head really in her words she can feel it but she can feel that it's not going all the way through so do you want to know what he does he stabs her head again with the knife it's kind of stuck and he uses the hammer to hammer the knife into her skull (sighs) this woman lived through all that and was fully she she was she was awake through all this Mm -hmm. fully conscious not once did she pass out not yet So at this point, I guess he was like, all right, you know, the job is done. But he wants to take evidence of sorts. You know, he doesn't want to leave the weapons. So he tries to take the knife out of her head. <clears throat> but it's stuck. Oh, my. Oh, my. The, the knife that he just hammered into her head is stuck. So this is another very, very vivid memory she has, which I think this is like by far the most terrifying thing. She is still on the floor. Her cheek is like on the floor, like she's kind of on her side. He puts his foot on the side of her face and starts trying to shake the knife out of her head. In her own words, she remembers vividly feeling her head thrashing around as he's jerking her around. I... Um, commercial break. (laughs) Like, I literally don't have any words for that. I I have never heard of that ever. 
I cannot wrap my head around the fact that she was conscious for this. Like that that's what I'm still stuck on. I know I've said it like twelve times now, but No, literally, like the the blood loss, like I'm I am genuinely surprised that her body I I can't believe that she didn't just like completely oh my god I'm I'm very surprised so this is actually like when when she explains it she said after that like violent thrashing around that he was doing this is when her memory started to get a little bit of fuzzy because of blood loss right she started to fade a little bit but she never fully fully went out of consciousness but she does know that it was only a few minutes that passed then she fully comes to and she doesn't hear anything so she's still laying on the floor on the bathroom floor so she lifts her head and sees him in the bath in the in the bedroom frantically packing stuff she can't really see what he's doing but she sees him like just grabbing stuff from the bedroom just throwing it into a bag oh my gosh this gives me the chills so all of a sudden, he stops and looks up, and they make eye contact. Oh, my God. He shouts, put your head back on the ground now, because he's not wearing a mask anymore. <gasps> and as she's, like, still trying to, I guess, regain, you know, full mobility of her body, he grabs the hammer, comes back, mm-hmm. and smashes her in the skull again. Some freaking how she is still alive and conscious. Fully conscious. But being what just happened, she decided to play dead. (gasps) She decides to play dead. She hears him go back to the bedroom for a few minutes. And then she hears him come back to her. And she hears the footsteps stop in front of her and then silence and she just lays there for a few minutes because she knows that he's probably sitting there waiting to see like is she really dead (gasps) and then all of a sudden she feels him grab her hands and start (gasps) tugging at her fingers and that's when she realizes it's because he's trying to take her wedding ring off her finger (gasps) She starts getting, you know, she starts, like, internally panicking because she's alive. Like, she's alive. Right. Miraculously. But, you know, he thinks that she's dead. So she is basically trying to act as dead as possible, but he's, like, aggressively yanking on her finger. So she's thinking to herself, like, oh, my God, if he cannot get this ring off my finger, I think he's going to cut off my finger. (gasps) And she was like, if he does that, like, that's how he's going to know for sure. Like, I'm not dead because I'm going to react to that. As she's sitting there contemplating what should she do, all of a sudden the ring slipped right off and she heard him walk out of the bathroom. Oh, my God. <sighs> mm. Oh, my God. Oh, deep breaths. 
Okay. <laughs> she then explains this was probably like the hardest thing for her, this next part. She explains the contemplation of how long should she play dead for. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. All she hears is silence. But who's to say she doesn't open her eyes to check and he's still standing right in front of her? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. That just gave me the chills. Like, who's to say he's not sitting on the bed just watching her? You don't know. Right. But she knows she's losing blood. Her body is freezing. So she knows, like, her her number, like, you know, her minutes are counted at this point. And she basically tells herself. She realizes she needs to risk getting up and him seeing her if he's still in the house or she's going to die right there on the bathroom floor. Right. What are your thoughts on that? I, I'm just still trying to take all this in. I mean, I know it is a lot. I, (laughs) I mean, she is like, ugh. I, I don't even know what type of mindset she had to put herself in um Mm -hmm. in order to not give up yeah um because she was like like the entire time I mean being stabbed being hit with a freaking hammer everything else that he did everything having a literal like I think the most shocking is I mean everything is beyond like comprehension but the feeling not only like it actually happening in real life but feeling it having a knife hammered into your skull are you kidding me I can't even like if she she was oh my god like (laughs) I don't have any words I am so you know what she was supposed to survive that. I agree. And you know what? What's the old saying? Like, what do people say? Um, what What is that old saying? It's like you know, no matter how traumatic the experience, you know, <laughs> you were for whatever reason, you know you know, she was supposed to, you know, survive, survive, like, Mm -hmm. regard, like all the, all of that horrendous, like beyond demonic stuff that that Mm -hmm. freaking piece of trash did to her. Like she, at the end of the day, she was supposed to overcome it. Yeah. So that's, exactly what happened at that point her gut she says like her gut told her it's time like it's time get up now or it's over so she kind of lifts her head up for a second and doesn't hear anything just pure silence so then she was like okay like I gotta get up but this is when she realizes she can't stand her lower 
her lower half of her body is paralyzed. <gasps> I'm like, oh my God, as if that, as if everything isn't terrifying enough already. So, but she realizes the bathroom floor is slick with her blood. Yeah. So she starts to like slither her way to the bedroom. Oh my God. So, oh. <laughs> oh my God. Breathe. <laughs> I oh my god that like made me almost like throw up like for real oh my god like sliding through on your own blood Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now um since we are both gonna be up all night I will be up so you can text me you can call me (laughs) I'm gonna be at work talk because I don't think I will be sleeping tonight Oh my god, this sounds like literal horror movie. Literal. So she makes it to the bedroom, but she realizes her phone is not in the room. Girl. I was like, oh my god. So doing the same thing, using her blood, she gets to the hallway and uses her own blood to help her slide down the stairs. (gasps) Okay, you couldn't talk about that anymore. I'm about okay. I'm literally about to throw up. Okay, we got to okay. bypass. Okay. 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 That that's the last talk of talk of the blood flighting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take a few deep breaths. Get a paper bag. Breathe. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Okay. So, she makes it to the kitchen, and the phone is on the kitchen counter, so she uses it. Now, this is what broke my heart. She, at that point, actually did not call 911, but she called her parents instead. Girl, why are you calling your parents? What are they going to do? She, I think, what it was, I don't, I don't think she ever actually said the reasoning behind that, but if I can only imagine, I think she knew in her heart, like, I'm not going to last much longer. And I think uh, say goodbye. Uh, I'm oh gonna cry. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did they answer? Of course. What they the, answered. What did they say? What? I, I. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like I couldn't find anything specifically on what the parents said, but basically they rushed there. They actually got there before the ambulance did because after she called them. I think very weakly was like, mom, dad, like something happened. I'm dying. I'm not going to make it. Like she barely, I do remember her saying she barely finished the phone call. Like oh she actually doesn't even remember like really finishing the phone call. Like she just got those few words out and then she kind of like started fading away a little bit. Um, But of course her parents immediately, oh my gosh, I just got, oh, I just got full body chills. <laughs> Her parents immediately rush there and she says that she does, she doesn't really remember much of what happened after that call, but she does distinctly remember her dad breaking in the front door. Oh, wow. Like just kicking in the front door. And she says that to this day, she will never forget the sound he made when he found her on the floor. Like it was like a scream that he let out. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Nope. Nope. I don't even want to. 
Mm-mm. Nope. Not in a dream, not in real life. Nope. No. Nope. So at this point, she says that I, like in her words, this is when she thinks like she finally like let go because like her parents were there and like a minute later that 911 came. So oh she at this point, she's like pretty much out of it, but she does remember kind of coming to and at this point she's in the back of the ambulance and she's like very like she's barely there like barely there but she does distinctly remember hearing the EMTs say to each other she's not gonna make it there's too much damage oh my god and she said that she remembers in that moment telling herself she's gonna make it this is not gonna be her last day Hmm. Oh, girl. Mm. Oh my god. So, okay. So, rushed to the hospital, covered in stab wounds. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She needed over six hundred stitches. Oh my god. But somehow, she received no severe internal damage, not even to her brain. Oh, wow. Isn't that in Girl, if that is not an example of guardian angels, I don't know what is. I know, like, literally, n- like, no damage to anything. No, no severe damage. Like, she made a full recovery. Oh, my gosh. She said the next thing, like, she remembers is waking up her family by her side, you know, and I, at this point, this is like the little backstory on the freaking animal that did this to her. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I couldn't find a lot on him, but we do know he was a drifter, homeless teenager. He was 18 years old. Get out of here. He was 18 years old when he did this. He was 18. 18. If you don't get teenager, he, of course, of course, as I mentioned earlier, the name that he gave her was in fact his real name. That was his name, Troy Eugene Wiggly. Oh wow! Yeah, that was his actual name. Again, he was eighteen. He was stupid. He was young and stupid. Obviously, I'm getting so fired up right now. Let me calm down. Fired up, baby. <laughs> so. He took the check to get cashed and he got caught almost immediately at the bank. It uh, obviously, 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 he gets arrested. And once he goes to court, somehow there was a severe mishandling of the case. Oh my God, here we go. And he is only charged with aggravated robbery. Thank y'all for listening. Um, tune in uh, next week, and I hope y'all have a merry Christmas, girl. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like, what about the stalking, the home invasion, rape, attempted murder? The frogging, like, excuse me? 
<clears throat> I'm not even gonna say what I want to say. Mm. Like literally, I'm. I'm gonna just say Mm-mm. that's nothing has changed. That's all I'll say. He was sentenced to life in prison, but his only charge was literally just the aggravated robbery like he didn't get charged for anything else so that being said there is potential for him to get out since that was his only charge i mean i think at this point if i'm not mistaken like he did pass away but still like back then knowing that an animal like this could be out loose on the streets that is so scary 18 18 he was just a homeless teenager and like I said, he only did this for six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. He was young and stupid, and clearly something was severely messed up in his head. Because let's let's say he really like his only motive legitimately was robbery. Okay, rob her then go. Why did you have to be so insanely brutal? So. I'm going to try to end this out on a little positive note here. Mm-hmm. Ellen did make a full recovery. <clears throat> full okay. recovery. Good. And she went on to become the director of the Victims and Witnesses Division at the DA's office in Austin, Texas. Excellent. And her motto that she says all the time was, I survived because I wasn't ready to go. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. So strong. Very, very strong. Wow. Wow. I try to warn you. (laughs) I'm so sorry for throwing such a rough case. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to watch like Powerpuff Girls, you know. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm mm -mm. that that is just you know what? You yeah. Okay, let me calm back. Let me calm down because that stuff right there, like I, it's not for us to understand why people do things. Yeah, I think that that should no longer be a question. Like, oh, why, why did this person, you know, what? It, we'll it never matter. Yeah, we'll never know. Um. We we will never know why he did all that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not important. Um, what's important is that she survived. And you know what? That's just something that's a part of her journey. Like, and I, I hate to say, I hate to make it sound so like, oh, well... You know, it's it's just something that'll come and, you know, you'll, I hate to, I hate for it to sound so uh, casual or like, um, you know, that's just something that happens in life and then you just keep on moving. It's not like that. It's just, she was, she was meant to survive that so that she could turn it into something. I We don't know why these situations happen. I mean... I I love when the survivors they don't let it knock them down. Like they they don't you know let it weigh on them. Oh, I'm a victim mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll never recover from this. 
it's like it it's such a horrible unfortunate thing that happened to her but she didn't let it break her and she was able to turn it into something positive and I I just hate it because it's like you can't really take anything positive away from that I mean he literally tried to kill her like he absolutely did he absolutely did how do you look at that as I just I don't know I I say all the time like my motto is everything happens for a reason super cheesy cliche I know Mm -hmm. but I really I really truly do believe that even the things that are negative like eventually you will start you will come to know like why did that happen I don't know if she's ever come to that conclusion Mm -hmm. that is such a traumatic thing to go through but you know I will say like at the end of it I mean she ended up being an advocate for other people that you know, became, that were also victims and witnesses. So maybe that's kind of like her, you know, silver lining at the end of everything. I agree. Mm -hmm. And like exactly what you just said, it's like Mm -hmm. something so beyond, like horrible is an understatement. It's just like, how do you say, how, how do you say, okay, let me take something positive away from that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I almost died. I think from, like, what I've heard her say before, I think her positive takeaway was the fact that she survived. Right. She very well could have died. She very well could have. So I think that was what her, I think that was her positive takeaway. Oh, my God. <sighs> that is just, and then, you know what? I'm I'm going to say it because, you know what? I don't want to, <sighs> sometimes you have to be fair with with 18 year old because he, he, he's not that's what we're going to refer to him as 18 year old mm-hmm. you threw your life away absolutely so it's like I it's not important you know like I just said we we why he did it is irrelevant you threw your entire life away by doing it so it, it's, it's just a sad situation for both of them he threw his life away by I, I don't even know what to call that and then her almost dying and and I'm sure I'm sure that she you know is in a much better place mentally but it's yeah like, we don't know she might she might have nightmares about that she she still might you know, go out in public and think that somebody's watching her, you know, it's like, I don't think that you ever fully recover from that. So it's like, it's just an unfortunate situation all around. But I am glad that, you know, she decided to do something positive about it. And she, you know, hey, I'm a survivor, like I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't think that you ever fully recover from that. I don't think you do. I mean, I, I, you can't <laughs> like, I don't, you, you can't, I don't care what you say. Like you just, that's terrifying. Like I <clears throat> just the fear, the constant fear, you know, I, of being alone. Like, mm-hmm. I, <sighs> mm-hmm. But again, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for throwing this case at you. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm shook and I'm going to have to watch some cartoons. Mm. well you know I'm here for you <laughs> yes 
Well, with that, I'm going to get us wrapped up. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. We cannot wait to see you next week. And like we always say, you can't trust anyone. Bye. Bye.